Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Michelin Cross Climate 2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, January 13th. A nice little Friday the 13th action heading into NFL wildcard weekend. It was a late late night for your boy last night. Celebrated a little birthday with um, Lakers Mavs at the Crypt. Really, really good game. Goes double overtime. Lakers take the L. My worst part is at the end of it, my buddy Dan goes, and the Lakers didn't even cover. <laughs> the spread was three. Lakers lose by four. Listen, um, I could spend 15 minutes on this game and how it's another devastating close loss for the Lakers, who really should have won this game. They could not close it out in regulation. They could not close it out in overtime because Luka Doncic is a killer. He hit money shots to tie it up both times, and then in double OT, um, Mavs pull away and are able to hold off the Lakers. Um, LeBron 0 for 7 from 3. Dennis Schroeder, a nightmare night shooting. I don't. I mean, Westbrook had a good game. He got into it with Luka. I'll say the things I really enjoyed watching were Russ and Luka just going at it. Luka chirps at the officials. I've never seen anyone before. Literally, if he doesn't score... Coming down the floor, he's talking to refs. He's just saying stuff all the game. But they don't tech, they don't tee him up. He's not yelling or being disrespectful. And then it's like, you know, a break in the action, 20, uh, 20, timeout, whatever. And he's still talking to the refs. This is, you know, my second favorite player in the league after Steph Curry. 35, 14, and 13 for Luka. Christian Wood, I got to say, that guy came up big. Now, listen, it's an NFL playoff weekend, so I'm not going to spend – all this time talking about Christian Woods 24, 14, and 6, and five blocks, including an incredible one after he got injured seconds before. Steam was good at the um at the crypt. Lakers should have got the win. At any rate, we got a great guest today. 
the one and only David Baker, one of the most popular guests we have on the pod, NFL gambling legend. It's scary how like-minded he and I are on games this weekend. We like a lot of favorites. We like maybe one underdog. It's it's a weird place to be, but I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's lengthy. We'll do more NBA next week as the NBA whittles down, or as the NFL, sorry, whittles down. You can tell it's going to be a long day for me. Um, that's all for now. Enjoy David Baker, poker superstar, NFL gambler. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire one of the foremost gambling superstars in sports gambling. Seriously. I mean, not only is he a big-time poker player, but you guys know he cashes regularly in the Super Contest and the Circus Sports Contest. We've had him on the podcast multiple times. He's always in high demand. David Baker, how you doing, bud? Man, I'm great. Uh, I was excited to get your text this morning. I love coming on and discussing football with you and uh, have enjoyed this year, talking with you most weeks before we get going. Uh, I know you and I have conversations a lot of weeks before we decide what we're going to play. So um, I always like to hear your ideas and bat around mine with you and kind of see if we come to consensus. Yeah, Baker, obviously dominant in the contest. So I sent him what I'm kind of looking at just to see if he's in the same ballpark. I got to say, this is a weird weekend, David. I look at the lines and it's tough for me to make a case for more than one dog. Um, but perhaps you see it differently. We, we um, Listen, the lines have barely moved with the exception of the quarterback um, shuffle in Miami due to Tua being ruled out. But I, these are tight lines. I don't think we're going to see a lot of movement on any of them. Is there one that you want to start talking about ahead of any of them, whether it's Dallas, Tampa? Um, I saw your tweet about the Chargers, Jags. It feels like a favorites weekend to me, but I'll defer to you to uh, get us started. Yeah, well, I mean, we're on the same page as far as that goes. I am uh, very going to be very heavy on the favorites this weekend. Um, obviously, it's not really the most comfortable place to be in the NFL is is being on the favorites. But I think playoff time, you know, just a perfect example was the Georgia TCU game. I mean, that game, <laughs> if it's played in the regular season, probably a back and forth and a you know, we're probably going to look at like a 10 point line, 10 point game with, you know, coming down to, you know, possession or two. But when the playoffs are on the line, that's the great thing about the NFL. You know, every possession, you know, these teams are going to be going to be out there fighting, whether they're ahead or behind. There's always, you know, you're really going to get maximum effort on on both sides by both teams. So I think most of the time you're just going to have the better team is going to come out on top. And we have some real quarterback mismatches this week for sure. There are a couple of games that are obviously a tighter spread. It looks like we have three lines that are are relatively close. And I think it's three lines that are not. So um, yeah. I guess we can attack the, the not so great lines and then kind of step back <laughs> into the uh, – I mean, not so big lines and then kind of step back into, yeah, you know, what we make about the non quarterbacks that are going in the other games. But I mean, we can start with the the first the first good game that we have, which is Chargers Jacksonville. Um, Chargers Jacksonville. Yeah, Saturday night uh, should be a good one. Right. So it looks like right now, as we record this Thursday afternoon, Chargers two and a half. It's kind of toggled between two, two and a half. Um, 
You got two and a half at Sportsbook, two and a half at Circa, two at Bet Chris. Those are kind of like the market leading books. I, I, I mean, I know everybody's like, oh, is Mike Williams going to play? Obviously, they're better with him, but this is a Jaguar secondary, David. This is not good. You look at the quarterbacks they've faced all season in that joke of, di- of a division. I mean, obviously, they're going to look sharp. Uh, Dak Prescott carved him up. He did have an uh, unfortunate pick six to end the game. Um, I, don't, I, I think I got to go Chargers, but I, I, you know, I could see how somebody would say, well, the Jags get an extra day of rest having played last Saturday, and the Chargers played Sunday, then had to fly across the country. Maybe there's a slight coaching edge to Peterson over Staley, uh, but maybe that balances out with the quarterbacks, uh, Herbert being better than Lawrence. I don't know. Where are you on this one? Well, if if I if I can see a favorite losing this week, the Chargers are that team for me. Um, I do – I will pick the Chargers. I do like the Chargers. I I predicted the Chargers make the championship game before the season started and Mm -hmm. was looking like a bad pick for a while, but they've really found themselves. This is, this team's kind of gelled at the right time, but I mean, I am kind of concerned about Mike Williams. He does stretch the defense. Yes. It's just a receiver. It's not Justin Jefferson. It's not Jamar chase, but he does stretch and the thing about this Chargers, this Chargers offense is it's kind of predicated on a lot of short passes. And when you have Mike Williams in there, he kind of stretches and kind of opens up those holes for Allen and Eckler inside and Everett. And I really like Josh Palmer, honestly. I think he is a very underrated receiver. I think he's a star in the making, um, mm. especially with Herbert. I've, I, I've liked what Josh Palmer has done, but Mike Williams is just such a such a big guy to stretch the defense. Um, if the Chargers would have done what they're supposed to do on Sunday and and maybe let their guys go out for a quarter and then rest them all, I would be really heavy on this Chargers team. But yeah, yeah. I mean, they just they went hard. They got banged up, and they have a short day and they're flying across the country. Um, I do trust Doug Peterson uh, more than uh, Staley when it comes to fourth quarter decision making. So those things kind of give me concern. I do love Herbert and this offense, and uh, Derwin James is is a difference maker on defense. But I also really like what what Lawrence has done with these receivers and ETN, and the Jags have, have really gelled too. So it's not going to shock me if the Jags win, but I will be picking the Chargers. Um, Anything on the total here, 47.5, two first-time quarterbacks in the postseason, Staley coaching his first postseason game. It, it, to me, feels like an under, but when these offenses are at full strength, it, you could easily see this being a 30-27 type shootout. Well, I think that my intuition kind of would lead towards over because I, I trust both offensive teams more, but I, I do agree with you. I think it's an under when you think a little bit more about it because even though the charges are very half, uh, heavy pass offense, they do complete most of their passes and they are mostly short. So that does keep the clock running. They do have a lot of long sustained drives and you know, if it bogs down and ends up in a field goal or a fourth down conversion that goes awry, you know, you can really uh, click a nice six, seven, eight minutes off the clock with the chargers driving the football. Um, the Jags are, are similar. Um, they, they do try to stretch it a little bit with Kirk, but it does kind of, kind of seem like they're a little more ball control as well and don't have as many splash plays. So I I kind of do 
think that these teams are going to score, but it might take them a little bit longer. So maybe the under might be a small lean there. Sometimes I look at special teams on football outsiders to see if like one is awful and the other is very good. Looks like the Chargers are sixth in special teams, Jags 11th. So nothing really there. Um, but to file this away, uh, please, David, Tampa Bay 31st in special teams. Okay, anyways, um, let's get to the next game. What is it? Um, the next close game. Uh, we'll go Sunday, so- Giants. You want to go Giants? Giants yeah. Vikings? Yeah, let's do Giant let's do Giants Vikings. So I'm seeing it looks like uh Vikings are favored by three. Initially, last week I had liked the Giants. I'm like, oh, this is a great shot, great opportunity. And then the more you look at it, you're like, oof. Both these teams had a negative point differential. Um, you got two quarterbacks, one who's been in the playoffs a bunch, the other who's never been in the playoffs, two first time playoff coaches, Minnesota at home. It almost feels like the Giants are a bit of a public dog. I'm starting to lean Minnesota, but, oh, man, it's really tough to back this team, the number of mistakes they make. And for what it's worth, their kicker usually stinks. I know he hit like a 60-yarder to get him in the playoffs. They're 30th in special teams. Yeah, so I've probably watched more Minnesota Vikings than any other team this year. Um, I made I made a few preseason plays, but only one past the regular season. And I bet – before the draft this year, actually, I bet the Minnesota Vikings to win the NFC at 23 and a half to one. So I have, wow, I have a very large ticket on them. And obviously it was um, looking better, you know, a little while ago, but um, <laughs> I've continued to just listen to the national media and basically anybody who has a voice in football continue to say how lucky and not good and overrated the Vikings are. And yes, some of the metrics are not that great, but I think people just completely discount the ability to win. And they just think that just the ability to win is, is just all luck. And I don't know how we can just assign such strong feelings and biases to some parts of the game, but not other parts of the game. And the fact of the matter is some teams and coaches throughout history have the propensity to win when it matters and have the propensity to choke when it matters. I'm not saying this is going to translate into the playoffs. It may or may not, but the Vikings have all the confidence in the world when it comes to the end of the games and that they're going to fight to the end, no matter how far they're down. There are teams that quit on their coaches, quit on their quarterbacks, just quit when they get down. I mean, this team proved that there's no deficit too big for them to try to overcome in that Indianapolis game. So I semi-trust them. Um, the, and if you want to look at lucky teams, I mean, the, they're, the Giants are right behind the Vikings yes. in luck factor. So um, I think people have just been waiting all year to fade this Minnesota Vikings team in a mm-hmm. meaningful game. And they're not necessarily looking at this matchup. I think three points is a nice little discount. You're basically just saying these two teams are equal on a neutral field. And I don't see that. There's There are four units uh, taking out special teams, and the only one that's elite is the Minnesota offense. So I have the best unit uh, on the field at any time, and I have home field advantage, and I have the quarterback that's been there before, and I have playmakers. I, I don't really see why there's so much distaste and distrust for this Vikings team. I think as a football viewing 
society, we want to just latch on to certain narratives and everybody tries to fit the same narrative. Um, and that's that the Vikings are overrated. And do I still think that they're going to win the NFC? I mean, I didn't really think they were going to win the NFC at 23 and a half to one. I just thought the Packers were going to be down and they were going to win the division and they were going to have home field. And then anything can happen if you get a, you know, home field game or two. Um, unfortunate for me that they ended up uh, getting blown out by the Packers and the Niners went on to win all those games at the end and they fell to the three seed instead of the two seed. I would have much preferred to have that Niners game at home. But I think this Vikings team is formidable and um, at home, it's not prime time, so we don't have to worry about prime time, Kirk. And um, yeah, I like I like the Vikings quite a bit here. I think they win this game and we're getting a nice little discount. I think this line should be four and a half, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly with you. Uh, uh, the pushback would be, hey, well, in that last meeting when the Vikings won by three, the Giants had like 100 yards more, 6.7 yards per play. Oh, and by the way, they turned the ball over twice. Like, they could have won that game. And I think people kind of take that and latch onto it as, oh, Daniel Jones had 300-plus yards. He had probably his best game of the season through the air against the Vikings. And yet they lose because the Vikings get lucky. But again, like, this idea that Daniel Jones is going to come out, like, slinging it like he's a veteran uh, in his first playoff game. It's going to be kind of – I think the crowd's going to be very fired up in Minnesota. I don't think they've hosted a playoff game in a few years. That could be a tough place to play. Yeah, and, and you're just uh, dismissing the – I mean, I, I love Dable. I mean, I have – you can even go back in my tweets for years and search Dable. Like, I was I – was, I was, um, pining for that guy to get a job for the last several years. And and he's done a great job in New York, and I'm not going to take anything away from him or them. But are we just dismissing this Vikings coaching staff to make adjustments? I mean, maybe they they haven't done so on off on defense. I mean, I really have been disappointed with their lackluster defense, and, and they do kind of play a vanilla scheme. But I'm going to assume that that game that they played you know, versus the Giants, they're going to go back and look at film and make adjustments as far as that goes too. And – I mean, people want to say the Vikings got lucky there to win, but I mean, they were up eight also uh, late in that game. They had a chance to cover that game and the Giants scored and uh, then it was tied and then they went down and did what they needed to do to kick the field goal like the Vikings always do. They they find a way to do something to to win the games at the end. And I just don't understand why everybody just dismisses winning as a skill. Is it the is it the be all end all? No, but I mean, in the metrics of things that we need to discuss and think about it's the ability to win football games and you know i see it in poker all the time there are some people who have the best fundamentals and um you know they can't get it done in the in the clutch moments of a, of a big poker tournament and there are some people who have bad fundamentals but they just know how to navigate through the tournament and and either get off of hands or make big bluffs or do certain things and people look at them and they're like you know, I, I don't really understand how that person won. They don't really have like the this person has better fundamentals, and and sometimes it's not all about fun. Sometimes it's just it's just having that feel for the situation and being able to put yourself in position to win. And look, I don't know if this is I don't know if this is a trend or something that's real or tangible, or maybe it has just been luck. But um, give me the team that's been lucky you know, 13 times this year and is at home and laying a field goal versus another team that's been lucky and has, you know, nine wins and 
you know, their best offensive weapons. I mean, aside from Barkley, I mean, it's Nobody's would would any would anybody on the Giants even start on the Minnesota Vikings? Probably left tackle Andrew Thomas, but Darisau has been incredible. So it might be a wash. I don't know. I, that's a good question. Um, certainly not tight end. I mean, Hawkinson slaughtered these guys last time. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So here are the Vikings' losses. They lost at Philly early, night game, Kirk Cousins outdoors. Then they lost to the Cowboys at home, a kind of an outlier, 40-3. to They got their doors blown off. They lost at Detroit, not a bad loss. Detroit is proven to be a good team second half of the season. And that was a payback game for Detroit for the earlier loss. And then Green Bay, they got crushed in a very high-profile spot that everybody remembers and another revenge spot outdoors. That's it. That's all the, you know, those are the losses. Two nearly playoff teams and two very good teams in the NFC. Right, and people, want, game they, right, and people you know, want to look at point differential like it matters. I mean, what does it matter if they lost that Cowboys game 40-3 to or if they, you know, kept the starters in and it was 40-27? to at the at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, they they got behind, and you know sometimes teams they get behind 
you know, a team that they know and, and they pull out all the stops to try to score. And then other teams are punting, you know, uh, in spots where they probably should go for it based on, you know, where they are down in the game. And, and sometimes games get away from you. And I'm just not going to assign that as, you know, okay, this Dallas, I don't even know what it was, 37 point loss or something that that equals that that equals 10, four point wins. Like those things do not, equal out to zero in my opinion. <laughs> and and everybody just wants to use this point differential as the be all end all. And it's basically just just choosing your narrative and, and taking the stats to to you know um I guess confirm confirm yeah. your narrative that you wanna uh portray. Look, I don't I I, I wish the Vikings looked better for my futures and that, that they had a better chance to um win the NFC, but I'm not just gonna dismiss this team this week or at all. Um, look, we have, we have Brock Purdy who's playing a playoff game this week. I think that the consensus is that he's going to win the game. Um, but look, let's see how he looks in the playoffs. And, and before we just go ahead and, and assign Minnesota to be an easy out there as well. So, um, the giants were 13 and four against the spread best in the league. Pretty impressive. But I, I, I asked one of these guys, you know, these guys come through FS1, um, about Wink Martindale and Sanchez said, Wink Martindale loves to blitz. Well, Kirk Cousin, if you blitz, you're leaving Justin Jefferson in man-to-man against who? It's not Odori Jackson on the outside. Uh, they lost Bradbury to the Eagles. Their cornerbacks are not good. And you're like, are you really, is Wink going to keep blitzing and, and leave uh, Justin Jefferson in man-to-man and TJ Hawkinson against these bad linebackers? So it's just not a great matchup against Kirk Cousins. So I'm with you. I, I'm definitely on the Vikings here. So we now are in agreement in two, which is a little scary. Perhaps uh, Monday Night Football, Dallas-Tampa, maybe we're disagreeing. Cowboys looking right now like two-and-a-half-point favorites. This was three, I would assume. David, it took some big money to come off the three. Is this another narrative game where it's, oh, it's Tom Brady. He's never lost to Dallas, and Cowboys are fading. They got killed last week by uh, Sam Howell. Is it one of those deals? Because if you look at the season-long metrics, this is not close. Dallas is by far the better team. Yeah, it's funny because um, I do a, a weekly show on Sundays, and basically we've known this matchup was going to occur for at least a month. And I've been talking about, look, Tampa's going to win these last few games. They they had a cream puff schedule. Don't don't fall into the trap that Tampa Bay is good and worthy of your money at, at first Dallas. And I thought that this line would would open at between six and seven. This was a few weeks ago. And now Dallas has just decided to play horribly for the last several weeks. And here we are at three. And here I am trying to talk myself back into this Tampa Bay team. And I need to take a step step back and say, okay, yes, Dallas looked terrible against Washington. But when has Tampa looked good? Like literally when? They looked good for the – in the – near the end of the game versus Carolina. That was a game that, uh, I mean, I had Carolina plus three and a half in that game, and I never really thought I was going to lose it. Um, Arizona, they barely beat, was it Trace McSorley and the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> on uh, right. Christmas night? Um, they, what, they looked good. You know, Brady played for a quarter against the Falcons, and they scored a couple times. I, I just really mm-hmm. don't know what, why why are we all of a sudden having faith 
in the Buccaneers. I mean, it has to just be a history thing with Brady because if you just want to look at what's happened during the season, the Bucs have been one of the worst teams against the spread. They can't run the football. Um, Todd Bowles, the rushing, the rushing scheme on the Buccaneers is absolutely atrocious. I mean, I can, how many times can we just watch Leonard Fournette plunge into the line on second one, <laughs> third and one, and then lose two on fourth and one and turn the ball over. I mean, this rushing scheme is terrible and look, Dallas is a ball hawking defense. Um, I think they get a couple guys back this week. Do I, am I in love with Dak? No, he has not looked great lately and he hasn't shown it to us in the playoffs, but at the end of the day, I think they have enough there. I mean, Pollard has really looked good. I trust CD, uh, Schultz. He has a nice rapport with Schultz. Um, I think Dallas has enough to get the job done against a Tampa Bay team that I just do not trust. Uh, I have been a huge Tom Brady fan my entire life. I grew up as a Patriots fan. I rooted for him early on in Tampa, but this Tampa team is not the same Tampa team. This is not the same Tom Brady that I have loved and supported throughout his career. Um, as scary as it is based on what they've done the last couple of weeks, I just have to, I just have to hold my nose and go with what I've seen all year and just bet this Cowboys team to take care of what I think is an absolutely putrid Bucks team. No. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I, uh, by the way, you were, you were spot on Tampa Bay worst in the NFL against the spread. And I think that might be some of the Brady tax, right? They're four, 12 and one. Because some people were posting like some of these advanced stats from like 538 and all these places. And their season-long metrics all have Dallas undervalued in this spot. And this, like you said, should be much higher than three. But the public's coming in hand over fist on Tom Brady. And, you know, listen, maybe Brady orchestrates some late magic like he did against, as you said, some of those crappy teams. I mean, goodness gracious. See, they could barely beat Andy Dalton. Yeah. Andy Dalton is, is, you know, barely a starting quarterback. They, 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 anytime they had to face a good team, they pretty much got crushed. San Francisco, I remember, because you and I talked, Dave, there were so many sharps that were on Tampa against San Fran. Do you remember that? I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. Brock Purdy? Yeah. I, I trust Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy, annihil- it was 35-7. And then the sharps came back again the next week, Tampa, Cincinnati. And for a quarter and a half, two quarters, they looked good. It was, I think, 17 nothing. Well, and what then a- Brady and the offense imploded. I, th- I think you're right about the coaches. Leftwich and Bowles have been terrible this year in in every situation that I've seen. Yeah, and what does against the spread really mean? I mean, all against the spread means is that the market and the money overvalues or undervalues a particular mm-hmm. team and their skill set. So. Basically, by looking at this Tampa team and their their bad against the spread record, I mean, all that basically is telling us is that the market, Vegas, the Sharps, um, the people who put money on on these type of things think that the Bucks are better than they are. And I mean, you can say the same thing on the opposite side with the Giants and the Bengals, who are, you know, the best teams against the spread is that the market is continually undervaluing them. Mm-hmm. Um so if the market thinks that the Bucks are good and my eyes are telling me that they're not, I mean, that's one thing that I've just learned to do. Yes, the sharp people are sharp and they're sharp for a reason and they make money. But just because you have money doesn't necessarily mean you're sharp. Just because you move the market doesn't necessarily mean you're sharp. I mean, a lot of the times the movement is by the sharp people, but sometimes it's just by just pure money. Um, 
And I, I'm just going to try. I just trust myself and my eyes and what I've seen. And my eyes have told me that this Bucks team is not a true contender this year. So if I don't think they're a true contender this year and, and we're only having to lay a field goal with a team that, look, four or five weeks ago we were having the conversation, uh, there are three teams that can win the NFC, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and maybe the Niners. And now we're four weeks later and it's Philly – and the Niners and Dallas isn't even in the discussion. And so, I mean, look, I've never thought that the Bucks were going to be good this entire year. So uh, at least Dallas, I thought was good at some point. So, I mean, we have two teams that are very much on a downhill slide. So I'm just going to take the team that I at least have seen glimpses of goodness before. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Like I, I like Dallas. I don't have a lot on this game uh, bet wise, simply because I have futures on both just as a, in case Brady wakes up and left, which changes everything. I do have a small futures on Tampa to win the NFC, but I also have Dallas from weeks ago to win the NFC. So I'm not going to do much here. Uh, listen, if it drop if it drops to two or one and a half, I think I, I at that point, you think it'll go that low? Uh, I no, I think it's going to stay around two and a half. Yeah. I, I I think that there's, I think, yeah, I don't think it'll go much lower than that. But but the reality is, if you like it at one and a half, like why not like it at two and a half? Games just don't land on two that often. I mean, I, I'm fair. I'm I'm not really big into this micromanaging the line, and um, you know, there are some points that are more important than others. But I mean, if you like it, at, if you like it at two and a half, they like it at one and a half. Yeah. It's That's it's a, it's the same point. thing. Dallas, number two in special teams, according to Football Outsiders. Uh, Tampa is 13th. I mean, I, I don't love either of those kickers. Somebody, oh, Dave, what do you do when some random guy hits you on uh, social after they hear something you said and said, hey, by the way, you might have missed this. And this guy sent me this. He said, Dallas is one in four on grass this year. They just don't look as good on natural surfaces. <laughs> you know, my buddy And said, I'm like, okay, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, is, that is that like a data point that you would consider? Something like that. My buddy actually sent me something very similar. He's got a big, uh, oh. he has a big Dallas uh, Super Bowl future that he did preseason really? and he sent me that and I said yeah but I mean what is that really being driven by first of all they play nine nine home games uh, on turf so obviously they're going to look better on turf games because they're playing at home um, you know they went on the road and we saw like if you're dealing with a limited sample size I mean that Washington game they were so outlier bad that like that's going to skew the metrics anyway Um I'm not sure where the other games were, but I think they had some of most of those natural grass games were difficult games. You also look at what they did in Minnesota, where they were at the peak of their powers. Mm -hmm. Like Dallas was as good as they have been, and that game is gonna gonna sway things. So, I mean, when did they play them? Who did they play? Oh, where were the okay. games? I just found two of them. So one was the Eagles in Philadelphia with Cooper Rush at quarterback. I think he had three picks, and that was the Cooper Rush. Yeah, story. one was one was probably and the that, Packers game, right? They, One was the Packers. With, yeah. Didn't they lead by 14 in the fourth? Yeah. I, I don't really remember. I just know that they blew that game. Um, and the other was Jacksonville. Uh, oh, yeah, where yeah. They were in total control. Dak throws a bad pick, and then the game walk-off pick six. A uh, bit of a tough loss. Uh, I guess the other one would be Washington, which I don't know how much stock you put in that Week 18 game. It's not like Dallas is going out there trying to like put anything on tape that they're going to value. I, that's why I didn't understand why their guys played so much. Yeah. I mean, I I actually thought they were going to come out there and play well. Uh, usually one of my favorite 
you know, end of the year trends is teams that have been fighting for playoff spots. As soon as they get eliminated at the end, that it's a good time to fade them because mm. they've just been going like super hard and then they can take a breath. Whereas like teams that have been just out of it for a while, they're kind of used to it or things like that. I really thought Washington would come out dead, but they really, they, they showed up um, and wanted to play good in their final game. And they did. And Dallas just didn't meet them intensity wise and it's hard really to get too much from that game and know was that more just a factor of Dallas not playing hard or are they really just that bad right now I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lean on the side of uh, I've watched Dallas for most of the year be between really good and good and just kind of dismiss a couple of these things it might come back to bite me and obviously we run the chance of uh, Tom Brady being Tom Brady um I think a, another nice play you could play on this game might be the under in the first half. I mean, the bu- Bucks mm-hmm. have come out extremely sleepy and we don't have to worry necessarily about the Brady comeback factor. And and a lot of times what the Bucks do is they, they do just plunge it for a little while until they realize they can't plunge it anymore. And then Brady does the, the quick pass offense and he does that more you know, in the second half. I mean, you think about what happened in the Saints game and several of the Bucks games throughout the year and where they were at the, you know, the Cardinals game, the Saints game, um, I think the Panthers game, where they kind of came out kind of sleepy, plunged it a bunch, and then, uh, you know, Brady did the quick dropbacks and they he got them back in the game. So if they decide to run that, that I think we could be looking at, you know, a lower scoring beginning of the game maybe dallas first half maybe under first half that way you don't have to fight the brady mystique if you're a little worried about that part Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pre-game barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. By the way, I just looked this up in the Super uh, the Circus Sports Contest. <laughs> You'll like this. So teams that I bet on, I was 6-0 and when betting on the Steelers this year in the contest. I, basically, when they had TJ Watt, I was betting on them. Yeah. Um, and then I was 4-0 betting on the 49ers. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Betting on the Tampa Bay Bucks Because, I listen, I fell for it against Carolina, a couple others, 0-4. I, I, I fell into that sucker trap of, oh, this Tom Brady, they're going to turn it around. I just, I'm not doing that this time. I'm not doing it. I'm going to tell you, you're probably ahead of the curve. Only 0-4. If you only bet against them four times, you probably, or only bet on them four times, you probably did well. I mean, there's 17 <laughs> yeah. weeks in the season, and there were a lot of tasty Tampa lines. Oh. Uh, I don't know what mine is, but I'm sure it's probably pretty poor as well. I mean, anybody who picked the tan- picked the Bucks is pretty poor. I think they what were they like four and thirteen or something like that, five and twelve, yeah, four four twelve and one, four thirteen and one, something like that against the spread. Yep. Um, all right. So uh, the other games, you know, big spreads. San Fran nine and a half, ten. Um, I know people are talking themselves into Seattle, the rookie quarterback, Brock Purdy, the bright lights. There, well, I think that applies to Geno Smith too. But the um, the weather apparently is going to be a factor. Northern California getting destroyed by storms and wind. I don't know. This is Niners or pass. I just think it's a bad matchup, David, all around for Seattle. Yep, uh, I'm I'm all on the Niners on this one. I I don't think this Seattle team has been good for two months. Um, it took everything in their power to beat a terrible, <laughs> defeated, deflated. Baker Mayfield's weaponless team at home in overtime uh, just to get to this spot. Uh, This is a really, really, really nice landing spot for Brock Purdy's first game. Um, He's already played them once. They're pretty vanilla on defense. Um, I think this is, I think this is just a smash spot for the Niners and the weather really doesn't matter to me. I mean, if it's nice, I trust the Niners more. And if it's a, slog fest where you know the the physicalness of the defense and the offensive lines really matter i trust the niners more again uh head coaching i trust the niners more um and this is one spot where you know gino's had a nice year and and um props to him and you know i carried him in fantasy for a few weeks there in the middle and he did some good job he did a good job for us but um the reality is like this is as good as close to an even quarterback matchup as you could ever hope for, for Brock Purdy. I mean, he's not really, he's not having to go against any of the other, you know, juggernaut quarterbacks uh, around the league. I mean, in the NFC, I mean, Geno's probably the worst uh, after Purdy, uh, maybe Daniel Jones. Um, So, I mean, it's a nice, it's a nice landing spot for Purdy's first game to try to get him a little confidence. And I think this is probably somewhere around a, 24-10, 27-10 type game. 
I'm with you. Um, I don't think it's close. The uh, Sunday game, uh, listen, I, we could do 30 seconds, Buffalo, Miami. If anybody puts their hard-earned after-tax dollars on Skylar Thompson, you get what you deserve. And then you look around the rest of the team. I think they're going to be on their third-string left tackle and their backup right tackle. Uh, I don't know how healthy Bradley Chubb, Tyreek Hill. This uh, would not be shocked if this was like 37-9 to nine or something, David. Yeah, this is really a shame that uh, the Dolphins went ahead and won that game against the Jets. It really would have been yeah. nice to see Kenny Pickett and this oh, uh, yeah. this Pittsburgh defense in there. I, I really like what they've done. I've been down on the, on the Dolphins the entire year. Um, if you get Teddy, then you might be a competitive game. But if it's Skyler, I mean, just fire all the alt lines and just, um, yeah, this this could really be a whitewash. Um, on top of it, the Bills have already played them twice. So um, I don't think they're just going to sleepwalk through the game because the Dolphins beat them once and almost beat them the second time. So I, I think that you don't really have any of that sleepiness factor. They're in the division. They want to just go ahead and uh, – uh, you know, get this team out of there and, and dispose of them rather quickly. I'm sure it's going to be uh inspired crowd. I imagine Hamlin will be on the big screen or even there or um, oh, something. Yeah. Probably so, in attendance, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's bills or nothing for me, and it's really just bills. So I'm gonna, just yeah. going to fire the bills. I, I hesitate to say anything with the total. If you want to do something total-wise, I would just play under Dolphins points. I think it's like 17 What's and a half total? or something. What do you think their team total? Yeah, 13 and a half sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, Are they 13 and a half? I thought it was like 17 and a half. But oh, wow. No, I, I don't have it in front of me. If, I was just guessing. 17 might, and a half? I think it was 17 and a half. But it might have it gone down since, uh, since two has been officially ruled out. I don't know. I haven't check the lines today but mm. yeah if you can get if you can get anything under if you can get anything over 14 and a half i would probably go under i mean i don't i really just don't see the dolphins scoring and again it's the playoffs so they're not gonna play any relaxed uh downs or anything um and this game also could get out, out of hand because i could see mcdaniel you know they're down 13 you know midway through this second quarter and it's fourth and three from their own 40 going for turning the ball over there, giving short fields and having a chance to just kind of get this game out of hand. So yeah, it's bills for me. And I, I, I hate it because, you know, like we said at the beginning, we kicked it off. It's all favorites, but look, yeah. every game has to be evaluated on its own. Well, thing. there's one more Wait, There's one more David. Yeah. Um, Baltimore, Tyler Huntley, a rematch with, well, round three with the Bengals. It looks like 81% of the money is on Cincinnati. I'm seeing it now at nine and a half. Bet Chris, Sportsbook, Circus Sports. I haven't seen whether or not Tyler Huntley threw passes today. Listen, if it's Anthony Brown, that's really tough. But I'll just say this. Harbaugh is a damn good coach. And I think, uh, my guess is his defense will be juiced up and ready to lay the lumber I would not be surprised if this somehow was like moderately close. If I don't think the Baltimore Ravens can upset them, but Andrews is back, Dobbins is back. I can see this defense keeping it close. Uh, the total is, is kind of what is eye-opening to me. 40 and a half? That, does that not seem very, very odd? 40 and a half? Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you on this game. Uh, this is the one underdog that I kind of lean to. Um, and and kind of for the reasons that you said, this is a division game, and these teams played last week. Yep. One thing that I think it's really beneficial is Baltimore has seen the speed of 
Cincinnati as recently as seven days earlier. So they're not just going to come in. It's not like they played, you know, a team like Pittsburgh or some, you know, or Cleveland or some slog the week before. I mean, they're used yeah. to the speed of the Cincinnati Bengals. They just played them. Uh, Harbaugh, very, very smart coach. He's going to come up with some wrinkles. He's going to have a special teams play, you know. He's going to have – he's going to do everything to slow this game down. Um, he held out Andrews to get him healthy. He held out Dobbins mm-hmm. to get him healthy. Meanwhile, Cincinnati played everybody. They got a big offensive lineman hurt in that game. I really could see this game being a 20 to 16 uh, slugfest. I do think Cincinnati's going to win. I do hope Cincinnati wins. Um, <laughs> yeah. For all those people who who root for upsets and things like that, take a breath. We don't need upsets this round. Man, Let's have the Chargers, Chiefs, and Bengals, Bills next week. Ooh. That's what we. That's what we want. We need Herbert Mahomes, Allen. That Burrow. be the matchups. That's the matchups. Oh, wow. That would be spectacular. That's what we need. Chargers we, always play the Chiefs stuff. Exactly. We don't We don't need this Lamar Jackson-less Ravens team going in to get their doors blown off by the, uh, you know, by the Chiefs and then Jacksonville going up to Buffalo. We don't need those games. We need Bills versus the Bengals, Chargers versus Chiefs. Mm. Let's just hope we get that. And then next week will be the best weekend of, of football we have for sure. Yeah, divisional round is usually the best round. All right, David Baker, I kept you way too long. I know you got poker to go play. Um, hey, man, thanks again. Congrats on all your success, and uh, love having you on to chop up the games. Yeah, I appreciate you, and uh, congrats on your success. It's uh, a couple years ago we did this for the first time, and um, you were just doing this podcast, you know, out of your uh, out of your study. And next thing I know, every time I look on Fox Sports, you're Grill is right next to the man, the one, the only Colin Cowherd. So, uh, man, I'm I'm really happy for your success, and um, thanks for letting me be a little bit part of it. And uh, maybe we'll talk later on in these playoffs, if not beginning next year. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.